Greetings, fellow humans. Katrina here. Quick disclaimer, I'm your professional, not your professional. Nothing I'm about to say should be taken as medical, legal, or otherwise advice. This podcast is purely for education and amusement. That is it. Disclaimer over. So I thought I'd talk a bit about what I don't know about alcohol-related disorders, and specifically alcohol use disorder. So what we're going to cover today is the criteria for that disorder. I'll talk about some of the diagnostic features and then skip a few pages in the DSM to the differential diagnosis part, which I find pretty interesting. So there are actually five alcohol-related disorders. There's alcohol use disorder, alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, alcohol-induced mental disorders, and then unspecified alcohol-related disorders. That's usually when it doesn't fit directly into the categories of all the other ones, then it's unspecified. They have unspecified anxiety disorder, unspecified mood disorder, that kind of thing is in other areas of the DSM as well. So now we'll dive right into it, the alcohol use disorder diagnostic criteria. A, a problematic, a problematic pattern of alcohol use leading to clinically significant impairment or distress as manifested by at least two of the following occurring within a 12-month period. So number one says alcohol is often taken in larger amounts or over a period, a longer period than was intended. Two, there is a persistent desire or unsuccessful efforts to cut down or control alcohol use. Three, a great deal of time is spent in activities necessary to obtain alcohol, use alcohol, or recover from its effects. Four, craving or a strong desire or urge to use alcohol. Five, Recurrent alcohol use resulting in failure to fulfill major role obligations at work, school, or home. Six, continued alcohol use despite having persistent or recurrent social or interpersonal problems caused or exacerbated by the effects of alcohol. Seven, important social, occupational, or recreational activities are given up or reduced because of alcohol use. Eight, recurrent alcohol use in situations in which it is physically hazardous. Nine, alcohol use is continued despite knowledge of having persistent or recurrent physical or psychological problem that is likely to have been caused or exacerbated by alcohol. Ten, tolerance as defined by either of the following. A, a need for markedly increased amounts of alcohol to achieve intoxication or desired effect. Maybe it used to take one shot, now it takes three. B, a markedly diminished effect with continued use of the same amount of alcohol. So maybe you only have one or two shots and then that feels like less of an effect with the same amount of alcohol. That's tolerance. And 11, withdrawal. As manifested by either of the following. A. The characteristic withdrawal syndrome for alcohol. says refer to criteria A and B of the criteria set for alcohol withdrawal. And B. Alcohol or a closely related substance, such as a benzodiazepine, is taken to relieve 
or avoid withdrawal symptoms. Then they have specifiers. So I'd like to review real quick that that was 11 and you only need two of them within a 12-month period. So two of those 11 that were just mentioned is all that's needed to have alcohol use disorder. And it says specify if in early remission, so after full criteria for alcohol use disorder were previously met, none of the criteria for alcohol use disorder have been met for at least three months, but for less than 12 months, with the exception that criteria A4, which is craving or a strong desire to use alcohol, may be met. And then the other specifier is if in sustained remission. After full criteria for alcohol use disorder were previously met, none of the criteria for alcohol use disorder have been met at any time during a period of 12 months or longer, with the exception of that Again, criterion A4, that craving desire or the urge to use alcohol may be met. Lastly, it says specify if in a controlled environment. They do have places like rehabs, which I hear are interesting experiences. Um, it says in a controlled environment, this additional specifier is used if the individual is in an environment where access to alcohol is restricted. So that could be anything from a rehab to a halfway house to an Oxford house, a sober living home, that kind of thing. Then it says to code based on current severity or remission. If an alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, or other alcohol-induced mental disorder is also present, it says do not use the codes below for the alcohol use disorder. Instead, use the comorbid alcohol use disorder as indicated in the fourth character of the alcohol-induced disorder code. And for that, we would see the coding note for alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, or specific alcohol-induced mental disorder. And then it's got an example. So for example, if there is comorbid alcohol intoxication with alcohol use disorder, only the alcohol intoxication code is given with the fourth character indicating whether the comorbid alcohol use disorder is mild, moderate, or severe. So it's got F10.129 for mild alcohol use disorder with alcohol intoxication, or F10.229 for moderate or severe alcohol use disorder with alcohol intoxication. And then it gives the ICD-10 codes for the specificity, specificity wow, that was a hard word, and the current severity slash remission. So those go everywhere from mild, there's three of those F codes, and then moderate, there's three of those F codes, and severe, three of those F codes. So those are all the diagnostic criteria, including the specifiers. Now we'll dive into a little bit more of the diagnostic features. So alcohol use disorder is defined by a cluster of behavioral and physical symptoms, such as we mentioned withdrawal, tolerance, and craving. Alcohol withdrawal is characterized by withdrawal symptoms that develop approximately 14 to 12 hours after the reduction of intake following prolonged heavy alcohol ingestion. Because withdrawal from alcohol can be unpleasant and intense, individuals may continue to consume alcohol despite adverse consequences, often in order to avoid or relieve withdrawal symptoms. Some withdrawal symptoms for example, sleep problems, can persist at lower intensities for months and can contribute to relapse. 
Once a pattern of repetitive and intense use develops, individuals with alcohol use disorder may devote substantial periods of their time to obtaining and consuming alcoholic beverages. Craving for alcohol is indicated by a strong desire to drink that makes it difficult to think of anything else and that often results in the onset of drinking. School and job performance may also suffer either from the after effects of drinking or from actual intoxication at school or on the job. Child care or household responsibilities may be neglected and alcohol-related absences may occur from school or work. The individual may use alcohol in physically hazardous circumstances, for example, driving an automobile, swimming, or operating machinery while intoxicated. Finally, individuals with alcohol use disorder may continue to consume alcohol despite the knowledge that continued consumption poses significant physical things like blackouts, liver disease, I think it affects your kidney function as well. Psychological, such as depression, or social or interpersonal problems. For example, violent arguments with spouse while intoxicated, or even child abuse. We're going to skip some of the associated features, the prevalence, the development, and course, and the risk and prolonged factor. I'm even going to skip some of the cultural and gender and diagnostic markers to page 560. So I think I should have mentioned that I was on page, um, the original page that this alcohol use disorder started was 553 of the DSM-5-TR, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition text revision. And so we're skipping ahead from page 553 to page 560, where it says a little bit about the differential diagnosis. I think this is particularly interesting because there is a non-pathological use of alcohol. It says the key element of alcohol use disorder is the use of heavy doses of alcohol with resulting repeated and significant distress or impaired functioning. While most drinkers sometimes consume enough alcohol to feel intoxicated, only a minority, that's less than 20%, ever develop alcohol use disorder. Therefore, drinking, even daily, in low doses, and occasional intoxication do not by themselves make this diagnosis. Alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, and alcohol-induced mental disorders. So alcohol use disorder is differentiated from alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, and alcohol-induced mental disorders, for example, like an alcohol-induced depressive disorder, in that Alcohol use disorder describes a problematic pattern of alcohol use that involves impaired control over alcohol use, social impairment due to alcohol use, risky alcohol use, such as driving while intoxicated, and pharmacological symptoms. So the development or tolerance or withdrawal, right, so the development of tolerance or withdrawal, whereas alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, Alcohol-induced mental disorders describe psychiatric syndromes that develop in the context of heavy use. So alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, and alcohol-induced mental disorders occur frequently in individuals with alcohol use disorders, so comorbidity again. In such cases, the diagnosis of alcohol intoxication, alcohol withdrawal, or alcohol-induced mental disorders should be given in addition to a diagnosis of alcohol use disorder the presence of which is indicated in the diagnostic code. 
And so it does mention two sedative, hypnotic, or and oh, I don't know how to say this word, A-N-X-I-O-L-Y-T-I-C. And slide it. I can't say it. Okay. The signs and symptoms of alcohol use disorder are similar, similar to those seen in sedative, hypnotic, or that A word I can't say, use disorder. The two must be distinguished, however, because the course may be different, especially in relation to medical problems. And then lastly, in the differential diagnosis, it says conduct disorder in children and antisocial personality disorder. Alcohol use disorder, along with other substance use disorders, is seen in the majority of individuals with antisocial personality disorder and pre-existing conduct disorder. Because these diagnoses are associated with an early onset of alcohol use disorder as well as a worse prognosis, it is important to establish both conditions. So antisocial personality disorder is an interesting one that we might dive into a little bit another time because it's not what most people think. It's not like not wanting to go engage and be social. It's more about putting one's own needs ahead of the others in a detrimental way. So like there's a joke I think about if a guy wanted, I can't think of the joke, so I'm not going to tell it. So that's all for today on alcohol use disorder. What I don't know about that, I don't know a lot about that. I don't actually treat a lot of substance use disorders. Um, so this knowledge is coming directly from that Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, like I mentioned, the fifth edition text revision. So if you want to support the show, click the button on the website. And remember, I appreciate each and every one of you simply for existing. <laughs>